So, yeah. Today's a big day. No. Look, dude, I've been trying my, my damnedest. We, we did the summer viewing program, and we could only extend it out for three weeks because basically by the time we got started, it wasn't summer anymore. We I, I threw a couple Pokemon Generations episodes in. We took a week off. I, I did everything I possibly could. We, we, we could, did the we Trigon re- movie. We could record about Nicktoons. Don't. Don't do that to me, Nick because Coons. you know in my heart, Rocco's Modern Podcast would be the greatest thing known to man, and I want this, but we made a promise a long time ago, right, that we would each have our own anime. Who's going who's gonna to host Rocco's Modern Podcast with us? I don't know. Adam's not doing much these days. But no, no, seriously, we can't do that podcast. We have to let Josh have his Gurren log on. We'll get through it. I promise you. It won't be that painful, and it, maybe we'll like it. Maybe it'll be fun. This is what I think. <sighs> this is going to be a painful six months, isn't it? Hey! Hey! Hey, Josh! Hey! How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Right. Yeah. Nothing about Nicktoons. <laughs> what about Nicktoons? Nothing. Okay. Hey, you guys ready? I mean, I am I am so stoked. I I can't wait to see what you guys think of the show. It's one of my favorite shows. I, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Ready? Woof. <laughs> Ew, look. It's Simo the Digger. I don't get it. What's the fun of getting all covered in dirt day after day? And he's carrying something weird, too. He's so gross. And he smells. He's looking at us. If we're not careful, he might drill a hole in us, too. <laughs> Podcast where three dudes in the thirties talk about anime. He's got a lot of spunk. He's Josh. <laughs> Spunky. <laughs> oh wait, it's <laughs> <laughs> not quite as good as your Menchie, but no, you know. no, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard Spunky in forever, but yay, I'm Spunky. <laughs> and we and we have proof that, that I've had a lot of spunk. Oh my god! Yeah, all those like crusty socks we have to step She's over. She's crawling in your bedroom. now. My daughter's crawling. <laughs> Crusty sock is the line. Uh, that, yes, <laughs> it's crawling crusty. It's a chief sentience. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a it's a sock stuffed in tissues under his parents' bed. It's just like, Daddy, why have you forsaken me? That's so great. <laughs> oh oh god, god, we're off the rails and we're in the introductions. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, I love it. He's making the impossible possible. He's making me watch anime. It's Andrew. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's keeping the dream alive, man. Just one day at a time, but why changing this lives. Show? We'll get through it. I blame you. I why are you blaming me? I didn't choose it. Ugh. This is your brainchild. <sighs> Fair.
And this big fella's name's Bill. <laughs> that was really adorable, actually. Aw, Bill. <laughs> hey, guys, we are here for season three! Finally! God, it felt, uh, like, it felt like we took an entire summer to get here. Yeah, it's yeah, it wasn't intentional at all. Uh, so, hey, how are we doing, guys? Fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to sense some hesitance from you. Hesitance? Never. I'm... I mean, I get it from him. I no. mean, he, he hates anime. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But, but you, I'm just sensing this, well, what were you guys talking about before I came uh, in? Uh, nothing. So, well, let's talk about Nerd News, shall we? But it is solid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I'm. this is my weekly update of oh, oh, the oh. insanity that is... The the, the Switch? I, no, not <laughs> that one. Oh. No. Um, this is my, my weekly update of my, what have I gotten myself into... Let's start an e-sports e league at my school. <laughs> uh, so we had our first meeting. Right. It was just an informational meeting just to kind of gauge interest in the school. Uh, for those uh-huh. that don't know anything about my, you know, my work life, which I don't talk about all that much because it's not really what this show's about, the school is around 350 students or, or less, and I was kind of expecting maybe like anywhere from six to a dozen at the max students coming into this informational meeting. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm expecting a bigger number. Than oh, that. it was, it was. Uh-huh. So I, you know, got everything ready for the meeting, the information all set up, and the bell rings, and 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 people are starting to wander in. I'm like, oh hey, hey, how's it going? Come on in. And then they keep coming in, and they keep coming in, and they keep coming in, and literally people were sitting on the floor. Because we had such a big turnout. You had like what, forty to sixty students? Uh, not quite that much. Okay. Um, I had about, I definitely had over thirty though. Show up <laughs> in my classroom, they can seat twenty-seven. Oh, uh, so Andy, yeah, people were Andy, Andy. Yeah. Esports has become quite the thing. Yeah, and they were really excited, and that made me excited. But then also it frightened me because that's going to be so much work. Um, but it'll hopefully be in the long run, mm-hmm. be a really rewarding thing. Right. Um, I'll get to be a coach. That's going to be weird. Um, <laughs> do you need Do you need assistant coaches? Well, I've got someone at the school who's going to help out with like at least like running events that I can't be at. So that's good. Um, do, you need, do you need an assistant coach? I need you to play Overwatch once or twice with me somehow, even though I'm not getting PlayStation Plus. Um, but no, I'm going to be playing Overwatch because Sweet. we did a we did a survey of their their five games that the league allows for, like, competitive play or whatever that they just sponsor. And it's over... I went over it last time. Overwatch, Hearthstone, CSGO, League of Legends, and Rocket League. And of the 30-some students, it was, I'd say, 85% wanted to play Overwatch. So we give Josh a lot of shit, Bill, but apparently Overwatch is much bigger than we gave it credit for. Yeah. Hmm. And no one really wanted to play League of Legends, which really surprised me. Because I figured that would be the game that everyone would flock to. I think it's become more of uh, not League of Legends. I know there's a couple other there's MOBA. There's Smite. Smite, and I think there's another, another MOBA that's gotten really huge. Yeah, I don't know the, the um, other one. But... Uh, Dota. Oh, Dota, yeah. Dota, yeah, Dota, Dota 2 Dota is, is a big deal. huge. So... so I don't know what this means. That's okay. Just <clears throat> I'm going to have to start playing Overwatch. I'll try not to talk about it like Josh does, but I've got to start playing some Overwatch to get familiar with it. Success. Um, uh, well, you know. know, honestly, uh, Overwatch is kind of on a hiatus with me right now. Why? Because I picked up Persona 5. Oh, hey, nerd new Switch. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I picked up Persona 5. Can't say how many hours of gameplay I've gotten into, but it has... I can't tell you. <laughs> Need to know information. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going through the first... Where's your fucking warrant? Do I see a fucking warrant? Am I under arrest here? Huh? Am I? Am I? Oh, I think I'm not, huh? Ow! 
Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad. We finished Breaking Bad. It was really good. What's my name? <laughs> it's Heisenberg. You're goddamn right. I've <laughs> been going through the first main arc of the game where you get the characters introduced. I've gotten through the majority, I think, of the tutorial stuff. So far, I love this game. This game is a lot of fun. I've been a fan of the Persona series since Revelation series Persona back on the PlayStation 1, the PSX. I've touched Persona 2 and then just wasn't able to get the other games for whatever reason. But Persona 5 came out. I had a big interest in it, and I finally picked it up, and I really enjoy this game. One of my favorite things about the game is actually the combat system. It is old-school, turn-based combat. Which is fun. I mean, tried and true. Right. I mean, I, I am not a huge fan of how a lot of games, like Final Fantasy games now, tend to go for this more real-time action, action-y combat stuff. I hope to continue playing this game. I mean, I'll eventually go back to playing some Overwatch. There's going to be some big reworks coming up, new characters on, uh, and new characters in Overwatch here soon. They're doing some major reworks to two of the main characters. But... Right now, it's Persona 5, and if I run into some really nifty stuff, I'll, I'll share it. I'm just really happy, and I think my fiancé is really happy as well, that I'm not playing Overwatch 24-7. Phil, nerd news this week. You got anything? BoJack Horseman Season 4 dropped on Netflix. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'm super familiar with. I know that Ray watches it a lot, and I need to watch it. I've never watched it. Never seen it. I know of it. I know the premise. That's about it. Aside from basically being a furry world, it is a pretty funny show. It's a pretty clever... And you lost me. I mean, no, that's that's definitely the biggest hurdle to get over. And uh, have you watched it yet? No, it just dropped today. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I came home and... Nice. We started watching Gurren Logan. There you go. Well, you'll that's a good segue, and I'm going to jump on it in a second, but you'll have to let us know once you do watch BoJack Horseman Season 4 how it holds up to the other seasons. Will do. All right. All right cool. And uh, back... Tracking to that segue, we did have to watch Gurren Lagann this week. It is the start of Season 3, Episode 1 of Gurren Lagann. Josh's pick this time. Right. Uh, and before we get to our review of Episode 1, Bust Through the Heavens with Your Drill, which is an extremely wordy title, uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's extremely is, wordy everything. This is your shtick. This is what you do. This is the part of the show where we say... Skip ahead to minute 22... Uh, nine minutes, 18 nine, seconds. Whatever Nine it is. minutes, 18 seconds, your favorite, your happiest part, happiest while, moments in your lives. While Josh recounts the Wikipedia. Make use of that. A.K.A. research. <laughs> Make use of that 15-second button. You know, it's not just Wikipedia, it's also Anime News Network, you ass. Oh, sorry. He's got two sources, one of which I would yell at my students for using. Carry on. Gurren Lagann, also known as Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann, which uh, in Japanese just translates to, uh, damn it, I had it. Okay, there it is. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> title. That's a weird translation. It, tra- it, it translates to Pierce the Heavens Gurren Lagann, um, was an anime that uh, came about in 2007. Now, unlike most animes, uh, this was not an adaptation of a manga. And I, you kind of see a little bit of that in the earlier episodes They didn't exactly have um, you know, we'll probably touch on it at, at the very beginning of the first episode, but it was not in a manga ad- adaptation. There was a manga that adapted from the series hmm. after the series started started uh, airing, but um, going the reverse route. Yeah, yeah, it was its own thing. The series was directed by Hiroyuki Imiyashi, uh, written by Kazuki Nakashima. It was produced by Gainax in Japan, 
and it was licensed in Australia by uh, Madman Entertainment. In the uh, UK was Anime Limited, and here in the in North America, Anaplex of America. It still exists. Uh, Anaplex of America still is still around, but they're they tend to have like a smaller library than yeah. say. Uh, Viz or, or Funimation. Is this why Gurren Lagann... Because I don't believe Gurren Lagann is on Funimation. Nope. So is this one of the reasons why? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of its own smaller, more uh, more niche. limited niche, mm-hmm. maybe is a good word for it, sort mm-hmm. of company. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why it went to Netflix and mm-hmm. instead of going to the others. Got it. Right. Not much else to uh, to really uh, go on, just uh, just straight up facts. I mean, it's... One season anime, which one, is important, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. for your criteria. 26 episode run. It ran from April 1st of 2007 until uh, September 30th of 2007. Actually, 27 episodes, not, not 26. Okay. Um, hey, Bill, an extra episode for us. It did get later. <laughs> it did get, did get later uh, adaptations, like a manga adaptation... Uh, as well as a light novelization. Uh, the manga ran for one volume, ran from uh, August of 2008 to January of 2009. Okay. It does have uh, two films, two film adaptations, which were just, which was uh, more or less abridged versions of the two major arcs of the series. So when you say abridged, do you mean literally they don't change the animation, they just take it and just splice it all together? No, no. Because that would be messy. They didn't take the original animation. They made... Animation itself. Okay, they made their a new own, thing, but it's they shortened the story. Yeah, they condensed the okay. story in, into two. That makes into sense because, like, when mm-hmm. I when I hear abridging, I would think like they just literally just smashed together the original scenes, which would be like a clusterfuck kind of right. thing. Right. I made a bunch of gay jokes. Oh wait, <laughs> we'll get there. Don't worry, right. we, haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. There, there is a lot here. So um, yeah, but that's... <laughs> I don't think you understood that. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. Carry on. Well, there's not much else to say about that. Um, well, then I think it's about time we get to our review right. of the first episode oh, wait, of Gurren Lagann. But there's, you did mention that, yes, you can see it streaming here in the States on Netflix, and uh, both sub and dub versions, yep. and on Hulu, but it's the uh, sub version. Yeah. So I don't know why they do that. I don't know if there's a, there's a particular reason or if it, it, it costs less to license only one version of it. Um, it but this is kind of strange to me. Maybe that, If someone out there knows why... You could watch it both one, ways on, on one kind of thing, but only subtitle the other. That would be really interesting mm-hmm. to know. Especially yeah. with Hulu. Hulu does that a lot, where it's just like, here's a subtitle version. Right. Uh, like like the Trigun movie was there, but it was only the subtitle right. version. Netflix has done that, too, with, with other series. Like, they did it with uh, Attack on Titan before yeah. Funimation. Uh, Channel came, uh, Funimation really started having their app working, or uh, they've done it with, like, Kill Lock Kill. A couple different series that Netflix doesn't specifically license. But that they show, they'll, they'll just, right. they do it with like One Punch Man as well. Yeah. They only do the subtitle version. It, it, it's probably some sort of agreement with, with the licensor. Yeah. Well, I guess before we get to the review of episode one of Gurren Lagann, Bust Through the Heavens with Your Drill, I just have one question for you, Josh. Mm. This is your mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. You haven't really had a chance to fully articulate or at least give us a general idea as to why this series is important to you. So I figured before we started, maybe. This would be a good opportunity for you just to, mm-hmm. you know, give us a little taste of it. And obviously we can go into more specific details on this as we get to certain moments in the series mm-hmm. that stand mm-hmm. out to you. But I guess just overall is your thesis, like, why Gurren Lagann when, you know, we have this wide variety of, of different shows at our disposal here? Why do I choose Gurren Lagann? Why do I like Gurren Lagann? Simply when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling like garbage, 
feel like I'm not going to get anywhere, I'll put on Gurren Lagann and start to feel like I can. Because a lot of the idea about Gurren Lagann is persevering through the adversities. Uh, there's there's a very strong overarching th- theme of that. Uh, main character, Simone, goes through so many struggles and he and he, he busts through. Literally and metaphorically. Right. He, he will bust through his, his obstacles and become a better person, make things better for, for those around him. One of the biggest things about the series is the motif of the drill uh, and the motif of, of of the spiral, which is going to be explained in, in more thorough thoroughly throughout the uh, throughout this review, I'm sure. But the whole idea is that even with the drill, that little tip starts a lot, and if you keep moving with that drill, it's going to create a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is known that when you start with just a tip, you know, it's not just it's never going to end there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What <laughs> we're, we're talking? <laughs> oh God, for me. So I discovered Gurren Lagann probably in a low point of my life. I believe uh, I was between jobs. I hadn't been going. Uh, school wasn't going well. It was one of my one of my many attempts of college. Single, didn't didn't have a family yet. I was living in my parents' basement and just really feeling kind of low on myself. And I had saw saw it on Netflix and started watching it. And just really something about it just touched me in a way that made me feel like I can get through this. Okay. So it's it's personal to me in that sense that sometimes I think it helped me keep going. Well, we'll uh, we'll see if this will end Bill's will to live. Uh, <laughs> Wish I had something to keep me going. Jeez. <laughs> but no, that's that's, that's interesting, uh, and maybe we'll be able to explore some of those themes and those ideas mm-hmm. later on. And I actually kind of like that description of the idea of the drill and the idea mm-hmm. of you know literally bursting through and, and cutting through the hard times. So, mm-hmm. But let's not belabor this review anymore, <laughs> and let's head into our review of Bust Through the Heavens with your Drill! Well, we open on an epic space battle! Explosions everywhere! People talking about blasting holes in dimensional waterfalls with Maelstrom cannons! And we see, standing on top of this massive ship, a shrouded character saying, who the hell do you think I am? As it pulls out to see this massive ship with a massive face and a title card that says, Gurren Logon. Fun fact, we will never see this scene ever again. <sighs> okay, okay, first of all, first of all, we get a scene with the great will of the macrocosm. You forgot that at the beginning. We, She's, she's there, swirling around. He's she's hanging wrong. out. So there's Excel reference number one. So this was <laughs> almost the end of the series, and then she reset it? Yes. Start over again? This is it. She reset this. This is the end, this and now we're starting off over. of Excel. Yeah, but not Puni Puni Puemi. Uh, yeah, so Great Will the Macrocosm, base explosions, and then Dude with a cape. Yep. That cape is going to look kind of familiar later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we don't really get to know who these characters are. We see just the one dude and a funny-looking guy with... Space Milkman. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of left wondering, is this a flashback, a flash forward? Is this the current thing? Yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. <laughs> but then we cut to a young man drilling holes. With other young men, animated all weirdly. Yeah. Like weird little black silhouette wiggly men. Right. <laughs> like, we get this, this narration that, that my, my job is that I, that I drill holes. <laughs> Andrew's wiggling like a wacky flailing inflatable. But that's that's what they're doing. They're like at the drills, like blah, 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 blah. it's like I'm, that seems like a terrible yeah. job. But we are introduced to uh, in this narration to Simon the Digger. He's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. 
Uh, and so he kind of makes this ex- this exposition that what he does is that he, along with a lot of people in his village, drills caverns in order to expand the village, and that when he does good, he gets fed pig mole sp- steaks. Spit? Spit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fermented. Yeah. Okay, so so we get so we get a lot of us of, of kind of setting the scene here. So we have this underground society, we have it's it kinda of reminds me of Dig Dug. Yeah, that it's cool. kinda of like Dig Dug meets Fallout. Yes. Yeah, not bad. Not, like not, like how we good. have here. Like, Red dudes! So, so dig out? <laughs> yes. Yes, dig out. Dig out Yes, dig out. That would be a better name than Gurren Lagann for this one, You know actually. what, honestly, now I want to see that opening sequence again, but with the Dig Dug music. <laughs> I just want to see, just want to see, like, Simone or Kamina, like, pumping up one of the Gurren, like, like, gunmen things with, like, a little bicycle pump and it explodes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Great. But, yeah, we, we get this establishing, and we, we establish Simone. He's a small, he's a spr- small, cr- scrawny kid, maybe 12, 14 years old, and he's made fun of mercilessly. Yeah, these girls are mean. They're, they're just like, oh, it's Seema the digger. Oh, he's so gross. And, and and one of the things I forgot to mention, too, is, is while we're seeing uh, Simone digging at first, he finds something. Finds this... Yes, this is an important plot point you just yes, like, skipped this over. This tiny, tiny drill. Yes. So cute. Here's a, the most important question of this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Why is Fat Samurai in charge? He has a sword. Okay. I was just like... It's like, it's like Andrew, Andrew. I am Fat Samurai, I'm going to wave a Samurai about, sword at you. He's also not raising the orphans, so yeah. I assume he's the oldest one there. I guess. He's always been in charge. Andrew, it was just a weird design choice. He found the Master Sword. I, I don't think that was the Master Sword. For this universe, it was. Oh, good lord. Uh, so he's got the drill bit, this <laughs> right. tiny little drill bit, which he decides to turn into a necklace. Cause, right. you know. Let me fix that. He found the Masamune. That is true. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Which any Final Fantasy character well can too. wield in Final Fantasy One, even your even like white and black mages can can wield. Well them. done, sir. Well done. Yeah, but yeah, he he starts sure, he starts sticking a uh, um starts sticking like a string or dental floss around it, and we're introduced to it is very... not dental floss. Nobody in this fucking cavern flosses. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I gotta call on that. Most yeah, people in this not. world probably don't not. floss. Right, that's true. As he's listening to these girls talk shit about him, he runs into, almost literally, a very tall, very tattooed... Very wearing, nippled. Very nippled. With really funky Edge and Christian Age of Awesomeness era sunglasses. Don't sully Edge and Christian with a shit. <laughs> Edge and Christian were pretty much bro dudes during the Age of Awesomeness. Well, yeah. They were vampires and they were bro dudes. Yeah, well, that, 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 that tracks. Yeah, they were funny bro dudes. Like, they were self-aware. Well, they were a parody. Right. But we're met by bro dude, Kamina. Yeah, who's voiced by... You haven't told us who these people are voiced by, Josh. Yes, I did. I said Simone is voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Oh, maybe I missed that. I wasn't listening either. No, I I just missed it. Okay. Right. But but bro dude, Kamina is voiced by Kyle Herbert. Why does no one wear shirts in this? It's probably hot. Expensive. Well... Fair. You know, they're drilling on the They're near the core, maybe. But Too all hot and bothered drilling. <laughs> getting dirty. <laughs> getting, getting down, down and, and dirty. Getting dirty. But uh, yeah, Kamina, it, we're introduced to Kamina, who uh, says, Hey, Simone, I could use you and your drill for my latest scheme. Uh, he's one of those anime characters. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Apparently, Kamina has an obsession with uh, breaking through the ceiling of their village, Jiha Village, by the way, and uh, seeing the surface. And his plan is to unleash the pig moles. 
I, I, and what and what Bill called it is a pork nado. <laughs> I love in this scene. Like I didn't write down very many quotes from this episode, but right. there was one I did like where. Kamina is explaining just what you said, and he says, Yours is the drill that will break through the vault of heaven! And I just love that Simo, and all he says is, Why? <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> like, he's just like, Why would we do this? <laughs> so, Kamina, along with Simone and the other members of Team Guren, this is very important for it the future. means nothing. Well, because it's a made-up word made up by a complete moron. But then it's not important. Yes, it is. Yo. So, they ride the Porknado... Up to the surface, and they're about to reach the uh, the ceiling of the village when all of a sudden the world's worst gum commercial. Right, the Portnado. <laughs> <laughs> the chief bitch smacks them off pig moles, and they all come tumbling down. At which point, Simone, Kamina, and the three toadies are all bound up, and the chief has given them hell. Yep, about... they get they get some punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling them that they're not going to eat for a week. And doesn't Fat Samurai make fun of Kamina's dad? Yeah, he, he makes the comment that, that Kamina is obsessed with something that doesn't exist, saying that the service doesn't exist, his father was a liar, Kamina keeps saying, no, I was there, I saw it. But they're literally butting heads. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, you'll just wind up dead under a pile of rocks, too. Fat Samurai's a dick. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is. At which point, the uh, three little toadies get set free, and Simon's like, you're not, you're not my bros because you bitched out. You threw me under the bus already. Get, get away from me. And they're, Fat Samurai's like, oh, Simone, I like you. I'm just going to set you free. And, and Simone's like, but I didn't say I'm sorry. And Kamina, you know, for being a brash, arrogant guy, he's, he's like, no, no, you're good. Go ahead. I got yeah, no problems with that. He's got, he's definitely, he's got a heart looking out for, Simone. Yeah. He's, it's the big brother trope mm-hmm. sort of thing. And he, um, yeah, because he, he even says, call me bro, we're soul brothers. This is right. what I do. I'm trying way too hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. This first episode has an issue with, with the voice acting. I think it takes a few episodes before the actors kind of get into their roles fully. I think he is trying too hard, but at the same time, like, he's not even, putting in the right amount of energy into the character. And I feel is it, like... Is it the actors or is it the writing? It might be both. Do they not know what to do with this writing? It's possible. I mean, if you think about this show, this is a show and a series that, you know, unlike a lot of other anime... Kind of have a direction with a, with a manga to at least... Yes, absolutely. Steer you, you kind of like, know like where you it's kn- going to go. Yeah, you know, you can look... If I were doing the voice acting for an anime... I would have some source material to get an idea of who the characters are at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that hurts this anime, ultimately, in the long run, is that it takes several episodes for the American voice actors, specifically, to get into the roles. Now, I would agree, too, that the writing is not always great in this. No. Like, the dialogue. I don't, I don't think the writing does dialogue very well in some instances. I'm still not sure... If this is supposed to be a parody or not. Right. And that's something maybe we can get into as we develop some of the more other characters and like situations. Right. But, but I think that is something that we I want to talk about yeah. and, and revisit mm-hmm. this idea of like, what is this anime? Because even it's... in this first episode, and now I, we're rewatching it. I, I kind of like this first episode a little bit better. And I know we're not at the end yet, but I'm right. just, we're just kind of on the subject right now. Mm. It has issues, you know, with, 
pacing. 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 Pacing is really an issue with this episode because <laughs> it, it tends to drag on in this first half. Well, either drags on or it completely shoehorns relationships. Like, yes. Oh, we're fucking brothers now. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. No, I... This anime takes some time to really get some level of footing. It's like a car... It's like one of those cars that, you know, it's, it's stuttering at its start. It's like... We got to have this this starting point, but uh, we're having that issue. But I do want to revisit that idea of what it, this is supposed to be as a yeah, genre. I, I put this out there right now because I think we need to talk about it as we go. Yes, I mean the last two animes we did was pretty apparent. Excel Saga mm-hmm. is a parody anime. Exactly, yeah, I mean, it I mean, is entirely it, there to be. Every episode at the beginning, you had you had uh, Koshi Rikto spelling it out. This is going to be a love drama. This is going to be an action right. show. This is going to be. Uh, magical girl, whatever it is, and in Trigun, it's very easy. It's going to be a Western. A Western. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I I do want to have that conversation as we mm-hmm. go along. Is this supposed to be a sci-fi show? Is it supposed to be a parody? Is it supposed to be action what? adventure? Action. What it, what do they want? Because is it a shown in? What is, if what they is it? meander too much with this? It doesn't necessarily mean it, it's going to be bad, but it's going to make it hard to connect. Fair enough. Yes. And to be fair, this is coming from the studio that created Evangelion and Fooly Cooly. Kind of giving you an idea where what what we're looking at. Gainax is, is known for those two uh, okay. those two animes. So right. I haven't seen Evangelion. Maybe something we'll do in the future. That would, that would, would be one to do. That I didn't understand Fooly Cooly. Well, yeah. Well, that's like trying to really make sense of Excel. But Fooly right. Cooly, I think, is even like more just it, bizarre it, shit well, than Excel, Excel was. Excel again, Excel starts out and says. We're doing parodies. Right. Fooly Cooly is abstract to be ab- abstract, I want to yeah. say. But anyway, Earthquake! Kamina is standing standing strong. He's like, no, nah, I, I ain't gonna hide from this shit. Aren't you people tired of this shit? And, like, Simone's freaking the fuck out. And we find out that Simone is uh, pretty much the recipient of tragic backstory number three. Dead um, parents. Yeah, emo, Yo. emo, emo, emo. And ancient technology. Like, basically, is Simone's right. whole arc in this. Right. So, yes, we, we cut to a little later in, the, in the evening. Simone's uh, digging some more. But you forgot something. What did I forget? You forgot Kamina and Excel reference numero dos when he pulls an Excel and has an emergency food supply with that little pig rat thing. Pig mole. Yeah, that's Buta, voiced by Julie Ann Taylor. Ah, yes. So, I love that... We get that sort of like, oh, you're my emergency food supply. And I'm like... And Buta's like, ah! And it was totally Excel and Minchi all over again. So then we get to Simone. Uh, he's drilling a hole later that night after... Drilling, drilling, drilling. After lights out. And he's monologuing again, and then he runs into something else. Yep, emo, emo, emo. Ancient alien technology! Right. Well, his emo is that he's talking about that we will all be crushed under an earthquake at, at some point. I mean, I guess That's it's realistic. That's just a fact of life but like, living, living underground. Eventually I'll die. Thank you, but until then, man. I find a face. Yeah, think how many about loses about, about loses his dick. <laughs> it is kind of funny though, too. Yeah, that the drill does pop out at his crotch. Yeah, it's suggestive. It, it, it's very suggestive. <laughs> and so, yes, Simone is really excited. He's like, "I gotta show you this. I found something awesome." They're about to make their way uh, to the face when they are stopped by. Fat Samurai. Fat Samurai! Best character ever. And the three traitors. Actually, you see them in the background. Yep, they're in the background there. Um, once again, Kamina and, and Fat Samurai start having an argument. Until? Something busts through the ceiling! <gasps> and and then, it's not night, it's actually the middle of the day. Yes, because it's the first time they've seen true, like, full-on daylight. Break but... hard! Okay. 
Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy. I've been trying to record this break card segment several times now. My microphone is apparently the devil just hates my computer all of a sudden for the last couple weeks or month or so. But anyway, thank you for joining us for Season 3, our review of Gurren Lagann. We really appreciate you sticking with us, and I hope you guys really enjoyed some of our summer programming, whether it was a Pokemon Generations review or our summer viewing program or some of our bonus episodes. We put a lot of love and time into all those, and we hope that you, the fans, enjoyed it. Speaking of things you can enjoy, head to the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com. We've got all kinds of great podcasts and articles and streams for you to check out. We've got some new things coming up on the horizon as well. Possibly maybe some new shows coming to the network soon. So keep going back and checking. And if you want to get up to date on anything with the network, definitely join our Facebook or Twitter communities. I'm sure by now you all know, but we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. You can go there to listen to our back catalog of episodes as well as bonus episodes. Our entire first season review of Excel Saga is up, and we are actually to the point now where after a few of these episodes, we're going to start putting episodes of Trigun up. Yeah, season two is already going to start to disappear and make its way over to our Patreon. So if you want to support our show, if you want to have access to all of our old episodes and help us be able to fund and move our episodes somewhere else or upgrade our current storage and bandwidth so that way we can keep these old episodes up, you can do so at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Okay, before my microphone dies one more time and drives me insane, let's hear about one of our network podcasts and get you right back to our review. Hey, you like podcasts. Do you also like wrestling? If you do, you should check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Every Thursday, some friends and I talk about the week that was in the WWE and TNA. We mostly mock TNA, but uh, we'll also predict pay-per-views, we'll make jokes, we'll make really, really terrible jokes, and every so often, we'll laugh at a dead person's expense. I apologize for that, but check out The Rundown every Thursday on the Questionable Endeavor Network. You stole that from me. This is okay. Let me have this. This is my pick. No, this no, is my no. season. It doesn't matter. We're back. Oh god. <sighs> so we find out that this is actually some big bull minotaur-headed mecha. And we're back. <laughs> wow. I think he fell asleep again. Okay, he, yeah. he said it and then fell asleep and then immediately said it again because you know he what, got you know confused. What, you know what? Him screaming, we're back, is a hell of a lot better than him screaming that other thing that he says. Senpai? Oh, wait, that was you. Bill! Yo. It's a minotaur! It's a bullhead with arms and legs sticking out of it. But it's a minotaur! And that you is like design, it, right? That's a design choice I want to touch on later. But first, Kamina decides he's going to challenge it. Yeah, he does. He picks up Fat Samurai Sword after Fat Samurai goes and cowers, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're being a bitch. I'm going to fight this thing. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to fight you. You are literally 30 times my size, but I'm going to fight you. He's spunky, man. He's an idiot. It's okay, though, because Tits McGee shows up. <laughs> that's right. Cheesecake. I mean, the female protagonist uh, shows up in this series. I mean, The jailbait shows up. I don't think she's jailbait. Uh, I think she's probably more like around 17, 17, 18 years old. Okay, well, first off, 
17 is jailbait. Not in, not every area. In Japan... Oh! Not, no, not, in Japan... The breasts, it's okay, but the coochie, man, that's, that is out of bounds. In Japan, <laughs> no, no, Japan, also, in Japan, the age of consent is technically 14. Could, could you hear that eye roll at home? <laughs> but yes, she... Her... Our uh, lovely red-headed gal's design is very much a, Hey! We need tits. Yeah, and the only cool thing about her in this whole episode is when she comes riding in on her gun. That's cool. Like, she's got her leg, like, up on part of the gun. And on a, like, and on a zip line. Like, and, that yeah. was cool. Like, yeah. I like that part of the introduction, but then everything after is literally the animators pointing out and not even being subtle about it. Like, here's some tits jiggling. Here's her ass. Yeah. it's and That's why I think it might even almost be parody. Right. Because they do it so obviously. Yeah. And especially with this female character voiced by uh, Michelle Ruff. That's giving the anime some credit, that I'm assuming this is parody. I would be willing to wager that with you, actually. I think that's not a bad idea, yeah. because, because as you see, see throughout the... Re- and, and as we see throughout the rest of the series, she is a far more capable character than you would normally get with the cheesecakey, fanservice designed characters. No, you're like right. Her. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah. But, as of right now, she's all fanservice. Yeah. I mean, and 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 Kamina is bro doing. Sp- no, he's pulling. He's pulling a straight up Vash stampede. That's wow, a, that's, that's a, a tri- Vash. Re- that's a Trigon reference. Yeah. He's not faking it for effect. Yeah, he's he's literally got a bro dude boner. He's just skeevy. Yeah, he, no, he, you're he, right. He wants to crush some puss. Ow, God, that's why. That, that is a. That is. I don't know what's a grosser saying that or drop them panties. Uh, <laughs> good lord, um, smash them some cookies. As she shows up, they're kind of arguing a little bit. Kamina's still trying to challenge the mecha. And our buxom redhead is like, uh, you're going to die. And then they fall through a hole. Yep. Putting the, the Ninja Turtle in the sewer. Oh. <laughs> what? What? As Simone is like, okay, I'm going to take you to the thing. Uh, she explains that she's from from the pit next door, known as Littner. Of course, this, <laughs> that, that pisses Kamina off for some yeah, reason. He's like, well, yeah, because he thought she was a surface chick. Like, oh, you're so high, you're from the surface. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, and, and then she tells her, no, I'm from a pit like this one. And he's like, oh, fuck, these bitches are all the same. And yeah, he, I don't think he quite says that, but like, it's pretty it's much essentially is what it he is. He calls her a fat ass and thunder thighs, and, and it, that's just, God, what an ass. We get to Simone revealing the giant face, and we find that um, okay, what 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 is it? The uh, uh, uh the capable young woman deserving of respect. Nice, I like that. Says that yes, um, Bill is so woke now. I love this. <laughs> this is like this be our segment once a week. Like the Bill's Bill wo- is woke as fuck. <laughs> woke as fuck. I think that's a good episode uh, <laughs> title right there. It could be. She does say, "Oh, hey, we can use this to fight the gunmen." And they're like, "What the fuck's a gunman?" Oh, uh, like, this is called exposition dumping. Ex- yes, it is another expo dump, and we find out the gunmen are the names of these mecha that they have. They don't, I. They don't have guns. No, and they're no, they not don't. All, not, not all of them do. Not all of them this sounds like a baseball bat, and not all of them are men either. I like mean, a cricket bat, really. Yeah, I guess really. Yeah, though. Granted, the name Gunman is one of my favorite songs by uh, in, uh, German industrial band uh, Funker Vogt. Is it a parody of Gundam? Possibly. Oh, you know what I love? I love that Kamina is like, "Hey, 
you need to take this thing out there and fight that big giant robot while I stay back here and bang this chick. Like, that's basically what he says without saying I, it. I know. It's I, like, I, you I, have I, to be the one to go out there. I get where you're coming from that, but I think it's more showing off, once again, one of the more few positive aspects of Kamina. He's he's going to Simon and like, hey, you should pilot this, and Simon's like, why not you? He goes, because I'm not going to take your shit, dude. This is yours. You found it. You've got the thing. That's fair. You do this. I, I got I can, your back. I can take that as being a, an admirable moment for Kamina, where he says, hey, it's yours. You do it. You know, mm-hmm. not not in that, I'm scared too, because obviously this guy's an idiot and isn't scared of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, but, it's definitely more along the lines of, this is yours. This is your thing. Admirable moment number one. I would say number two because because of, of earlier how he was backing up uh, Kamino or Simone when the punishment was was going down and he was okay with Simone kind of. You said number two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is my duty. Speaking of things. number two, did you guys notice the swirly uh, like the ship's swirly butthole that he has to put the, the drill bit in? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, and, and there'll be more on that uh, whole thing. So, yeah, Simone, uh, with the help of Buta, actually. It wasn't really a butthole. It wasn't like... Dude, it's like the key ignition to my car. It wasn't like you, you fuck it. your car? Like, it was, uh, some people do. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Put it in the... It wasn't like he stuck it in the butt of the robot and turned it and then jumped in. He... No fair. Yeah. It was in the cockpit. That'd be like the ignition oh. being the trunk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, cockpit. That, you know what? That term makes more sense now. Cockpit. <laughs> so yeah, he gets it going, and <laughs> yeah, he does. Apparently, the Turns hole on. uh, meant one of the things I did notice was that the hole that they went through to get to, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby, to get to the gunman uh, obviously on. uh had grew like yeah, grew five feet to oh, allow the gunman five to feet. I don't know. Fly through. That's a lot magically, and yeah, they they arrive in front of the uh, the the giant gunman, and we get a fight. Yep, and it's not not too special, honestly. No, no cu- couple some slapsticky moments, a couple prat falls here and there. Uh, we get a moment where the gunman tries to play baseball, literally right. with the cricket bat or whatever. He right. tries yeah. to, to basically smack him around because we, we didn't know. I don't think we noted. It's this logon, which I call yes, it, right? Yeah, uh, the uh, machine that Simone calls. Yeah, is, or no, Ka- Kamina calls it logon. Yeah, yeah, just he, randomly names it with an right. nonsense word. Right, and right. that's where we get the idea that now we know what what logon or gurin or whatever doesn't have any meaning, but. We didn't know like how small that mech is compared right. to the actual gun. Yeah, it's roughly it's roughly a sixth same, of the size. Maybe yeah, I'd yeah. say like a sixth, maybe even an eighth of it, the size. And it's about the same height that as as Simone. Simone's probably about yeah, it's five, not too much five, taller. Five, it's not too six, much. So it's it's literally just big enough to hold him mm-hmm. comfortably and uncomfortably the other two. It's an interesting design. Mm-hmm. It's it really definitely is. different because when you think of mech, and if again. This is maybe going back to looking at its predecessors within the genre. Mechs, whether you're talking about Gundam, whether you're talking about Voltron, or even Power Rangers or something, it's Robotech. usually Robotech, it's a huge robot. It's usually over 10 feet tall. Yeah, Logon is, Logon is very small. Actually, when we went to Anime Iowa last year, mm-hmm. uh, I saw somebody do a Simone um, riding Logon. Uh, cosplay. I think I saw the same thing. It was really, yeah. It was really. So it's like one of those cowboy things where they have, like the fake legs and mm-hmm. like their legs mm-hmm. are the the horse. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'd be like, why is that guy big, wearing a big red diaper? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Simo kind of finds his spine in this fight, but uh, Kamina and Yoko end up on the gunman's head, and we kind of got a little slapstick bit there. And we finally get get the resolution. The, the, the enemy gunman brains himself with his own weapon. If you turn the key. 
it gets get more, more power. <laughs> That's right. what I learned from this right. episode. Right. That, oh, all I got to do is, is crank. It's just like a car, right? You crank the engine more while you're driving, and then yes. it'll give you all kinds of extra well, power. But you really got to reach for it. It takes a long time. Urgh, I can't yeah. quite reach. Well, I think, at the, I, think at, I think at that point he was crammed in there with the other two, right? Right, yeah. They had but the canopy yes. up, but yeah. Um, unnes- I think what Bill's trying to get at is the unnecessary drama. It of that really one. was. Yeah. And his bot, his robot, turns into a fucking unicorn. Yes. Yep. Busts out, bust out a drill, and he drills his ass uh, up the uh, <laughs> yeah, up the gunman. Up, right, right up that. Gunman. Right up, right up, and right up to the surface. And like, hey, cool, we're up to the surface. And the check finally goes, oh yeah, hi, my name's Yoko, Yoko Littner. Yoko and, Ono. And they're flying so Yoko far Zinna. up, they see the cu- curvature of the Earth. And then they fall and survive the fall. Somehow, because anime. Well, he extends drills that are like spring springies. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. was kind of nice. That was kind of yeah. a cool effect. Um, here's here's creepiest line of the whole episode from <laughs> Kamina. Yeah, because because um, uh, well, let's do the setup. So Yoko's like, "Yeah, my name is Yoko. Yoko Littner." And of course, we see her boobs jiggle, and Buddha pops out yes, of her cleavage. Buddha, the little pig. Her thing. line is hilarious. I always laugh at it. He goes, "So what's this furry thing sticking out of my cleavage?" She's very blunt. Like, she's yeah. very... She doesn't, like... She's a direct chick. She yeah. really is. And the line comes from Kamina when he says, Ooh, a tasty morsel hiding in more tasty morsels. Gross. That, Ooh, yeah. Wrong. Ooh, you're terrible, dude. You're terrible. But not everything's all hunky-dory at the end after their launch pad McQuack landing when we see two ominous gunmen looming over them, laughing maniacally. And we end with a cliffhanger. The end. You know, one, uh, one good thing about the show that I notice is that they'll do that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Instead of, they'll... like, Trigun or even Excel Saga, where everything is kind of tied up in a nice little bow for the most part in most episodes. They leave unless... an opening for, yeah. for continuation. Yeah, and I like that. I yeah. like that. So that was episode one, Bust Through the Heavens with Your Drill. You have to say it with, like, a kind of a little bit of intensity or else... You're just saying a lot of words at once, and you're like, is this a title? Is this a statement? Like, what is going on and, here? And uh, before, before we go any further, uh, I do want to point out, and we'll probably bring this up later. Yeah. Um, if you've never seen Gurren Lagann before, pay attention. Lucky you. <laughs> pay attention to how the uh, title cards are, are written. It's different. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. But I just want to point that out now, and we'll, we'll touch on that probably about episode 9 or 10. This is the part of the episode where we talk about what we think. Josh, we've kind of gotten a lot of your your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of give us some closing thoughts overall on the episode. Overall, it's not the best representation of the series. It has some good moments. It has some fun moments. But it, there's a lot of pacing problems at the start. Um, there's a lot of talk. When you're hoping... After you see this really epic opening sequence with this really cool-looking space bell, and we get this really slow, we're going to establish this guy, and then this guy, and then this chick. doesn't always make a good impression that this is going to be something wonderful. You get that a little bit more with the next episode, but this episode was a little tough, and maybe when it first aired, it was the first and second episode aired at the same time, so that way you could kind of create that, here's our characters, and now here's what, what you're going to expect in most episodes. Because the next Possibly. episode is going to be a lot more of the fun. Okay. But it's not a terrible episode, but it's not the best. Bill, do you want the last words, or (laughs) do you just want to get it off your chest now, or... No. I mean... Okay. It's so... It's very pretentious. And I can't tell if it's a joke, or if they're just this pretentious. Or if the character's just this pretentious, and everybody else just lives with it. 
it's not a I mean it's not an unfair criticism of the show so far looking at one episode. Uh the titles are pretentious. Yeah, absolutely. The Kamina is overly pretentious with the way yes. he he flash he's flashy are talking. You saying, okay, do you think is pretentious the right word because Kamina doesn't come off as pretentious. He comes off as boisterous. Pretentious. Attempting to impress by affecting greater importance, talents, culture, etc. than is actually possessed. It sounds pretentious to me. Wow. Thank you, Dictionary.com. All right. Uh, so what else about uh, this episode? That's pretty much it. I kind of hate Kamina. I hate the way he... And Simone's just kind of there. Just wide-eyed, confused. He's a kid. 12 years old, and he just all of a sudden he's, he's running into crazy shit like that. Yoko is the best character so far. Okay. Although we don't see much of her. And I'm not comfortable with the fan service role that she's given. Yeah, and that's... Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's fair. And I think that's kind of what I want to kind of focus on a little bit, is the characterizations uh, in this first episode, and then even the later episodes. I have trouble caring about these characters. That being said, I think Kamina, and this is going to say a lot about my thoughts on the show, I think Kamina is the best of the characters so far, and I'm not a huge fan of his, but I just think that he's got the most personality of the characters. You have Yoko coming in who is literally just wide-eyed like, oh, there's a, there's a 10-year-old in my tits, whatever, and like no personality. And then you have Simone who's all just like, oh, life sucks, I'm going to die, and like trying to play the Tenchi role but not doing it well. There's not a lot to the characters and the writing of the characters. And I think that there isn't. And that's what makes Kamina at least stand out in this first episode because he at least has a personality. Mm -hmm. He has defining traits to him. So it's a rough start. I liked it better the second time that I watched it. That being said, I still have some troubles with the start of this. And it it really did make this a difficult anime to want to watch after watching the first episode. I did go on and watch it, and until about like maybe episode four or five, the one where they... We'll get to it later, but the one where they introduce another character and they're kind of in this weird, almost like culty kind of situation. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That episode was really good, and that was where I I'm started not to kind of. Like yeah, not I really do. I like him a lot. We'll get there when we get there, but mm-hmm. um, that's around where I started to actually get the series and understand it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's just it, it's a slow starter. I'm not. And it I'm fell not, flat. As I said, it's a slow starter. And you said Kamina stood out because he he had personality. And now yeah, I'm not saying that like it was a good, it was good personality because yeah, he's a sleaze bag kind of. Gross if you have person. a buffet of bland food, a dog turd's going to stick out. Yeah. But not in a good way. No, I mean, true. But, I don't know. I I at least could understand his character. Compared to, like, I'm just general confused child and I'm just well, and, and I think that floppy boobs. I think, honestly, with, with, with Simon at the very beginning, you need that. Because you, you'll get... Floppy bird you want. <laughs> probably not. You'll get... Later narrations where the, like this is a story of a man who who's uh, who's uh, in a journey of uh, on a journey of discovery and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, those are really pretentious too. Yeah, I get you. But the whole idea that yeah, right now Simone's kind of a blank slate. He's he's got kind of a basic. Mm-hmm. He, he's a he's a level one character. Yeah, he's got some skills. He's got some competency, but he hasn't figured everything out. And the and his player character hasn't fully fleshed out his personality yet. 
but that work that works for role playing games, but it doesn't work for when you have a, a series that's only twenty six, twenty seven episodes. Why not? You can use that whole twenty. That's that's a lot of episodes to really get give you a chance to begin a, a character exploration. And this is zero point for for a character. For but a you want arc. to explore from a starting point, not explore as you build the character. Yeah, and there's nothing. the The only thing that defines him is he finds the the machine, and, and, we, and, and we he get, digs and we get more. He's a little, bit of, a little, we get a little bit of emo and angst. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like even like explored through a really interesting like flashback scene, like in Trigun. Trigun did a really good job of well, always like you know even with the minor characters. Let's let, let's try to establish who they are as a starting point by showing you know the flashback scene of like where they came from or or kind of building them up. There are it one shot char- well. There are one shot characters in Trigun. Yeah. Who I care more about than any of the main leads. I get, I get where you're saying though. If, if coming into this cold like you did, yes, and uh, yeah, it, I mean, I haven't watched the whole series mm-hmm. even yet, so like my perception of what I've seen so far, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, I'm yeah. hoping, I'm hoping because I'm a very optimistic person that it's gonna grip me this show, and just telling you, honest to God, how I felt from episode one, it hasn't done so yet. It's pushing. It's pushing a, a dead car up a hill. Yeah, I mean, once kinda. you get once you once you once you hit that hit that that crest and you start going over the hill, it, it, it and you jump up. in and go wee. It's not the best episode. and It's not the best representation of what this series could be. We'll see next week how that goes. After this episode, I wouldn't watch it on purpose. No, fair enough. I I think I gave it a couple episodes and then went from there. That was episode one of Gurren Lagann. Burst through the heavens with your drill. You were right, Josh. It looks like that they did do a back-to-back showing, at least in maybe America in 2008. It looks like the same uh, date for episode one and episode two. And I should have put this on the front-loaded facts. Um, I remember catching my first glimpse of it when it aired on Sci-Fi Channel at one time. Hmm, Nice. And then we are going to be back next time with episode two. I said I'm going to pilot that thing! And that's my review. So we're back to our rotation of Josh, then me, then Bill... Along the way. So, Bill, you know what that means? That means that you get, since there's 27 episodes, you get the exact same amount of episode reviews as, the, as, as a, us two. It'll be good. We I all get to get, share the exact the, amount. I think he gets the last the episode, hawk. too. Oh, yeah, he gets the final episode. You get the final say. It's a great power. And with great power comes great cursing. Don't lots fuck it up. Liquor. <laughs> and lots of liquor. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Don't start with me. Oh, let's get out of here. Okay. It's Vader time? Please, let, let's, let's end this episode. Bill, I know you want to get us out of here. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And this big fella's been Bill. <laughs> been Bill. <laughs> I've got a lot of spunk. I'm Josh. Yeah, you get out of here and you take care of that. Uh, Wash those socks. And I'm making the impossible possible. My name is Andy, and uh, I think we will see you next time. Bye-bye. What does everybody want? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. 
Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pone Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. stand for any more of your shenanigans. Well, who the hell are you? Then you talk. I'm going to tell you something important now, so you better dig the wax out of those huge ears of yours and listen close. The reputation of Team Guren echoes far and wide. When they talk about its badass leader, the man of indomitable spirit and masculinity, they're talking about me, the mighty Kamina. What an idiot. What a dunce. What a total dumbass. Oh.